Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. So horribly wrong in terms of the title is a bit much, but you know how YouTube goes. Either go big or go home. Or you can do both. You can be massive and enjoy your house. Anyway, wrestling is not easy, as we all forget nowadays. And even when something looks great on paper, it doesn't always work out that way. There's always the monster known as expectation, where we can raise the bar too high. It's a right old roller coaster. So this means that I am signed from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. This is 10 perfect wrestling feuds that went horribly wrong. Number 10, AJ Styles versus Edge. Now, I enjoyed these matches. Admittedly, their clash at WrestleMania 38 wasn't as legendary as I thought, but it still underlines how good AJ Styles and Edge are and were. Especially as they're both north of 40, I can barely move now. 45, I'll likely be a mess. I actually think it would be impossible for them to have anything but a good encounter. And the problem was the build. I get that Adam Copeland felt the need to freshen up his character, but dimming the lights and talking in riddles didn't really work. Even more so because he hated Styles and nobody knew why. He just did because he needed somebody to be mad at. You could even say we went to sports entertainment here, as mostly fans just wanted to see two masters of their craft reverse and transition their way around the place before a big move got the thing done. Instead, we had Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley pop up to cause shenanigans, and while that rocked at the time, weeks later they kicked Edge out of the Judgment Day... Meaning none of this made any sense. Number 9, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. When The Miz lost it with Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack in 2016, everybody wanted to see them fight. Why didn't they? Because Bryan was retired and not allowed to return to the ring. Damn it. Speed forward two years and somehow he got cleared. So everyone sat on their hands realizing that eventually we were going to get to this match. He was right there looking at us all. Plus we had the story. Let's go. Everyone assumed it would be based around how Miz thought Daniel was a dangerous wrestler until the American Dragon kicked the absolute hell out of him. But no, we didn't do that. Instead, there was some really weird soap opera BS where Miz attacked Brian with a fake baby. And you heard that right. And then the yes man won. Yep, that was it. I really do think if we had been able to do this at the time, it would have been a different story. Because WWE's mentality is always going to be, nobody remembers that from way back when. Even though we're nerds and we all remember. I mean, don't forget that Brian was a heel within a year of his return as well. (laughs) What a world we live in. Number 8, Triple H versus Seth Rollins. Another one that doesn't deserve the horribly wrong tag because it was decent to very good if you look at WrestleMania 33. The reason it does say hello is due to one thing. The feud was too long. From start to finish, the whole thing was basically three years when you recall that The Shield were battling the authority to kick it all off. And while I'll always support extended programs, a lot of this was Triple H telling Seth that he sucked and he didn't deserve anything. We then muddied the waters when Rollins returned from his knee injury and we instantly turned him heel again, even though everybody wanted to cheer the guy. And while that doesn't sound like it ties in, 
does. When we did decide to make Seth a good guy, the fans felt like they couldn't trust it. Hunter was also allowed to get so many cool shots in the reaction was always going to be mixed. Rollins did win when all was said and done, which is what mattered. But there was this sense afterwards he should have taken a bigger chunk out of the King of Kings. Number 7, Triple H vs CM Punk. Which kind of ties into this one too. Now let us get this straight. Elements of Punk Triple H were excellent and still are today. Their back and forth promos were captivating. And if we ever had that one big match where Punk beat this guy, my word, it would have been perfect. So of course we never got it. It really is a shame because on paper this would have been an update McMahon versus Austin in the sense you had the embodiment of corporate power versus the everyman fighting for the people. You know the deal with the summer of 2011. Whatever we should have done, we didn't do, and whatever we shouldn't have done, we did. It was maddening. If you want to break it right down, WWE just didn't do this right, and by the time Kevin Nash and Alberto Del Rio were involved, we were off the rails entirely. It also meant the Triple H Punk portion of proceedings was rushed, and that is a huge disappointment. This had all the potential in the world. Number 6, AJ Styles vs Shinsuke Nakamura Well, you've heard this once and you're going to hear it again. WWE overthought this. It was so upsetting as having this in WWE felt like a dream, especially as Styles and Nakamura had done this in New Japan to wide acclaim. There was also this idea that it could have been the hardcore fan match at WrestleMania 34, but here's the question that sums it up. It's been four years since this as of me speaking, and how much do you remember exactly? It was all focused around the Shinsuke heel turn, which would have been fine if he had won the WWE title, but he didn't, so he looked like an idiot. Even more so, as all he wanted to do was punch AJ right in the balls. Why Styles didn't start wearing a cup, I'll never know. And when we had the final match in the can, it didn't feel like we'd achieved much of anything. And the matches were good, of course they were. I would assume that WWE didn't really get this, though, even though they knew it would be a good marquee match to showcase at WrestleMania. But it need more than that. We need everything we've got in the kitchen sink. I would guess that minds were focused elsewhere. Number five, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. I mean, they never stood a chance, did they? Good grief. It was so bad, it basically made Dean Ambrose quit the company because this heel turn. My word, it was crazy. If you don't know, the lunatic fringe had to tell fans he thought they had germs, got a safeguarding injection up his ass, which he did live on camera for some reason, and horrifically, all this happened around the same time as Roman Reigns announced he had to step away due to leukemia. All we wanted was a more serious, angry version of Dean, but we got a massive goof, and we did it at the worst possible time. The fact he was then fighting Seth Rollins due to things Ambrose said about the big dog. No. Come up with something else given the circumstances. This was so short-sighted. It's no wonder Ambrose realized after this that going elsewhere and transforming into John Moxie was the right thing to do, because look at him now, smashing it. And he could have done this in WWE, just needed the chance he never got. Before CM Punk vs. The Undertaker. After SummerSlam 2009, CM Punk was riding high after beating Jeff Hardy for the World Heavyweight title in the main event, and it gave him such confidence he thought he'd go after The Undertaker. He went in hard too and basically tore apart his entire gimmick as a joke and a problem with the whole industry. Punk even vowed to tap him out at the Breaking Point pay-per-view and even the fact he got to say those words, this was big time. Certainly wrestling politics then reared their head because of outside clothing and once again you heard that right. Some weird discussion about what should or shouldn't be worn became a whole thing as allegedly Punk didn't want to be forced into a suit even more so as John Cena was always allowed to don his jorts gear. The office Took this as a slight, however, so punished CM in the ring. Taker destroyed him at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view and we were done. Cheers, thanks for coming. Thankfully, we did get a round two with a proper ending and that was excellent. I tell you, 
What could have been? Number three, CM Punk versus Chris Jericho. This isn't on either CM Punk or Chris Jericho. In fact, they took their program about who should be the best in the world and made it a very entertaining romp. As Punk said in a recent interview, though, about his time in WWE, this could have been so much more. Indeed. All you need to know is that this was for the big gold belt, but was nowhere near the main event. Not on a Raw, a SmackDown, or WrestleMania 28, because the whole stratosphere had been taken over by The Rock and John Cena. And I get that, of course I do. They were the two biggest stars. But WWE was so obsessed with this, everything else fell by the wayside, when really we should have been going the other way. They still got super personal to the point the original plan was for Punk to annihilate Jericho at Mania, and the match be over and done in a minute or so, until the champion loses his championship if DQ'd stick was added. That was smart, but go and watch everything as soon as Mania was out the way. With the room to breathe, it was so much better. And yes, that's when Jericho fell on his ass when trying to smash a bottle over Punk's head. But nobody feels worse about that than Chris with humans ship habits. Two AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. We were all pumped for this. Two super workers who offered something totally different and yet had smashed it everywhere. It was like a dream. However, you do need the machine behind you no matter what. I don't think Stars and Owens had it. For starters, the story was silly, but all the results were pure WWE. The first of Backlash 2017 was a countout after AJ caught his foot in the announce table, which made him look like a goof. And if we are to believe the rumors, at Battleground, the finish was screwed up when Stars didn't kick out in time. This also meant that Owens became the US champion. Whoops. This seemed accurate as the Phenomenal One won it back on SmackDown days later. And while the third at SummerSlam was a solid encounter, it was mostly there to start the bill for Kevin and Shane McMahon. We should never be doing that. But Shane was the special guest ref, however, and kinda but did screw over Kevin Owens. You already know the rest. Number one, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. Forget the Braun Strowman you know today, no matter what you think of him. Five years ago, the dude was on fire in WWE and felt like he could smash through the glass ceiling and become the real deal. The monster among men had fans on his side, was over the top in the right way, loved throwing Roman Reigns into ambulances. He had it all going for him. It's why the Brock Lesnar match moved into view in 2017, because nothing else made sense. The problem being, somebody didn't seem all that into it. And that somebody was Mr. Lesnar. Ruh-ro. Now that's speculation because of course it is, but go and watch their fight at No Mercy and let me know what you think. It's not bad, it's not good, it's kind of just there. And if I were to guess, I would assume the beast just wasn't into this, so went at 50%. We do know he does that too, we have seen it a lot. It really did hurt Strowman as well because he was never really the same afterwards, and this is the problem with wrestling. You need everyone to be on the same page, otherwise it's sad pandas all around. Sucks. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.